Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, Thomas and Caballeros. Welcome back to a morning edition of Leaving Ring Radio. I'm your host, Dave Duenas. I'm all alone. <laughs> um, actually, I'm going to be try. I'm going to try every Friday morning before I head out to work to uh, get on the air and just mention uh, either news and notes. Um, definitely be more active. Remind folks that we are on YouTube Live uh, every Monday at 4 p.m. Uh, Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, with my other co-hosts, Amilcar and Kenny. Um, if you haven't checked out the stream, you haven't seen the show, and you're just downloading it on podcasts, which I'm seeing, we still get a ton load, uh, tons of loads of, of, of downloads from uh, podcasts, uh, transfer it over to the YouTube, and be sure to subscribe and like. Uh, we plan to put more shows on YouTube uh, that are just, you know, kind of spinoffs of, of Leaving the Ring, uh, they're added shows that uh, can be completely different. Um, we're working on it. So for the new year, 2020, you're going to see new shows that are going to be on the podcast, but as well as on, on the YouTube stream, which uh, visually it's going to be, you know, a, a lot of fun. Anyways, um, I was super excited. I don't know about you guys, but I was super excited to see the announcement from the zone, excuse me, about, um, uh, Tevin Farmer and Jojo Diaz. I mean, this is a grudge match, guys. Uh, you know, and if anything, boxing loves. I mean, we just love grudge matches. We we really like it when two guys don't care about each other. That two guys really want to prove who's better in the ring, especially on the night that they're going to be facing each other, right? I mean, that's what boxing really is is, is about. Uh, in my opinion, it's one of the one of the elements of boxing of what it's supposed to be about, right? It's two men settle it in the ring. They find out who's the better man on whatever night is scheduled. Well, we got January 30th, 2020 on the zone. Uh, you got Jojo Diaz, who really got heavily criticized when he stepped in with Russell uh, Gary Russell Jr. He lost that decision. Uh, it didn't seem like he could have let his hands go. It just was a really rough night, really off night for the kid. He he, he swears that he went back to the drawing board. Um, he's still hungry. He just didn't seize that moment with, with Gary Russell. And uh, this is his chance to redeem himself with Farmer. Now, Farmer's a guy that a lot of folks are high on. Uh, he's a guy that throws a lot of punches. Not a whole lot of power, but he throws a lot of punches. So he has captured a lot of fight fans you know, imagination with his style of fighting. The one thing, though, that that kind of messed up his image is when he started talking money to fans. And hardcore fans like myself and people that tune in to leave in the ring, we really don't care about your purse. What we want, especially from fighters that we follow, is you stepping in the ring and, and, and proving this is why you deserve this amount of money. So Farmer got a lot of a lot of heat for tweeting that out or saying it in a post interview in his last fight. 
I mean, fans went at him like crazy about him starting to talk about, you know, I need this X amount. Well, whatever amount he's getting, I'm glad that now they're going to step in because these are two guys that really don't like each other. Uh, I've seen numerous videos of them, you know, JoJo showing up, confronting him, uh, 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 Tevin Farmer getting really upset. So whatever the case was, was it money-wise Farmer decided to sign on or what really was did JoJo Diaz get underneath his skin? I don't care. What I do care about, though, is that they're finally going to face in the ring, not on social media, where a lot of places I don't care for anymore. In the beginning when social media came around, I used to like it, but now I don't really care, right? I mean, why do we care about it? It, it, it's, it does nothing for us. I mean, yeah, it hypes up the fight, but if the fight doesn't land there, if the fight doesn't happen, then that was just all a bunch of smoke. And you know what happens with smoke? It clears eventually in the air, right? So this is a good thing that these two guys are going to step in the ring and they're going to trade off punches and they're going to settle their dispute in the ring, which is the co-main event. And Demetrius Andre, who's going to be on, he's the, he's the main event, and he's going to be fighting, what's the kid's name? Let's see. Um... Luke Keeler, I believe his name is. Keeler, yeah. And it's going to be for the w, uh, WBO middleweight title. I know, I know. You guys are going to say, man, no no, Canelo, no uh, uh, Gennady Golovkin. But, you know, Demetrius said, hey, after this fight, if he's successful, which I think a lot of us think he is going to be, uh, he, wants, he wants one of the main players, and rightfully so. And, and if you didn't have a chance to go back and listen to my podcast about uh, you know, Demetrius not deserving a title shot and why the big players are avoiding him, go back and check it out. I mean, I could, I could kind of, you know, go over just a bit here, but I really truly believe the major players don't want to visit a style that has always posed problems to them. Don't believe me? Go back and watch Canelo when he faced uh, uh, Arizona Laura, Floyd Mayweather. I mean, you know, Canelo is always trying to up his game and, 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 and prove he's the best, but he has yet shown that he could adapt and that he can conquer a boxer mover. And, and I don't think he wants to reveal, visit that. Right, right, not right now, because there's so much there available for him uh, in the pool of middleweights, super middleweights, and now him trying to campaign 175 pounder. Why try to go after a young? I think what Demetrius is like 31, maybe 31 years old, right? A young boxer, undefeated, very confident, and you know that he's not going to be there for the touching that Canelo would want to put on him. Same thing with Gennady Golovkin. He's chasing the the dragon, which is Canelo. He wants that third fight. His fans want that third fight, and honestly, I want that third fight. His management, his team, everybody wants that third fight. It's a big money fight, and I feel like they think is is if Gennady Golovkin lose, loses to Demetrius Andre, then it really just takes away the steam of a third trilogy match, right? And uh, I don't think they want that. So, and I think, and, and I think, you know, at his age, does he really need Andre? Well, I don't know. I mean, I think he does. I think it, that if he can knock out uh, Andre. In a, in, a, in a great fashion, which I think is gonna, he would struggle, 
um, I think that solidifies his reasoning to try to get that third match with Canelo, which DeZone uh, and, and a lot of folks are saying that's going to happen in, in 2020, if not 2021, early 2021. But I don't know. You know, these, the, you know, I think Andrade has to continue fighting. He's got to continue pressuring. And this guy, uh, uh, Keeler, is obviously a guy to keep him busy. You know, if you guys want to call in, you certainly can. I'm going to be here for a short bit here on Leave the Ring. It's 347-205-7598. Call in. Tell me how excited you are about Farmer versus Jojo Diaz. Again, I am. I think it's going to be a phenomenal way to start off the new year uh, by showcasing two guys that have a genuine, genuine grudge match. Let's go to the phones really quick. Area code 510. You're on live right now on Leave the Ring. What's on your mind, brother? Hey, David, this is Fernando here in Richmond. How you doing? Good, brother. How you doing, Fernando? Good, man. Working today. Over here doing some construction, pouring some concrete, you know. That's, some money. That's, <laughs> that's it, brother. That's the way the blue color brothers do it, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Good yeah. all day, every day, huh? Uh, every day, bro. I'm excited for that Jojo Diaz fight, dude. Uh, like, I like the bad blood. Have you noticed, like, every? it seems like every time there's a hold-up with the contract, with the WBFS, S, whatever the world boxing super series, it's always a lead the ball fighter. It's always a lead the ball fighter. He's always haggling with people, man. He, he thinks his fighters are worth so much money. They're not. They don't sell tickets. Progress doesn't sell tickets. Kevin Farmer doesn't sell tickets. But yet they think they, they should be getting like million dollar paydays every time they come out, you know? Like, I don't know what's up with those guys, dude. Like, uh, they need to, you know, I know the zones kind of lifted the, the pay scale for everybody, but still, man. You know, these guys need to, like, check themselves a little bit, man. Like, make the big fights and make a big name, man. You know? Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't, know, like, they, I, I couldn't disagree with you. But, you know, here's the thing, though. I think what it is, really, honestly, if we take a step back, guys that are with Lou DiBella uh, know that Lou DiBella works very close with Al Heyman, right? And they see that that Lou has certain priorities of putting on Al Heyman's fighters underneath his banner. Uh, so they're getting paid a little bit more. I think that's what his fighters notice when they're solely signed at Lou DiBella. I could be completely wrong. Uh, Lou can text me, call me, and let me know what the real deal is. But I think that a lot of these guys see now the, the platforms that, that can easily host these uh, fighters. And let's be honest, um, Farmer has has been – visually caught to the eye of fight fans because of, of, of the streaming now, you know, whereas, whereas, you know, before a couple years back, uh, he would probably be on ESPN. It would take him some time to get to the high platform, which would have been HBO. So I think that's what it comes into play. They're like, Hey, look, there's more eyes watching me. I should get a little bit more money deserved. And that's what I was saying earlier. I'm not sure because remember, I mean, he got a lot of a flack for, for tweeting out and saying a post interview that, He'll fight Diaz for the right money. And fans just came at him like crazy. You remember that day? You know, right after yeah. the fight. I mean, fans just went nuts at him. They were like, what? Like, oh, dude, don't don't start this. And I think there's a little bit of dope. It was a dose of reality. And I think he came to a sense that, that you know what, he's got to take on the best oppositions so that he can get that big money fight, you know, or that money, big money deal. So I think he's on the right track now here, Fernando. I honestly believe that I think he's on the right track that he finally realized that um, he's got to put in the work before he asks for the for the big, huge paycheck. Um, 
changing topic. I, I got a quick question. I don't, I don't think you guys uh, uh, discussed it, but what do you think about Virgil, the, Virgil or Peace Fight tonight? I actually have that on my notes. I was going to talk about it. You know, um, you know the guy that that um, he's going to fight, which is uh, Brandon uh, um, Solomon. Uh, you remember he was a, he was really a taunted uh, uh, prospect. Uh, you know, he just he did, hasn't lived up to that potential. So I think this fight's really good and solid, man, in Indio, California, which is going to be on tonight, right? I can starts at four thirty on the Zone Pacific Time, and it's what seven thirty in Eastern Time. But I think I think here's the, here's the thing for me is Virgil Ortiz Jr. is a kid that I would really buy stocks in. Okay, I'm very high on him. I think he's the truth. Uh, as a, I think he's a heavy hitter. I think he can box. I, I honestly truly believe he's the full package. Um, the criticism that I've seen about him is that he stopped Antonio Orozco, who who's always had injuries, who wasn't consistent, wasn't fighting regularly. Um, his body betrayed him. So. So Ortiz got a hold of a, of, of, of a guy that really didn't meet the potential that his management were pushing him. Then he got Mauricio Herrera, who they, a lot of folks believe he was over the hill, which he was. I mean, let's be honest, he was, you know, but he hadn't been stopped. And he got, you know, he, finally, he got stopped by Ortiz, I mean, you know, really bad. So I think a lot of folks are like, now, okay, we know that he can get past an old champion. We know he can get past a gatekeeper. But can he get past, or 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 is he going to look sensational against a guy that was supposed to be something in the in the welterweight division, which is uh, um, uh, Brad, right? Is he going to look in that that explosive fashion, or or are we going to see him go twelve rounds? I tend to think he's going to go probably twelve rounds, but I think that he's going to be able to handle uh, Solomon, whatever he's uh, whatever's thrown at him, man. What what are your thoughts? Well, here, here's my thought on Virgil. Like, I'm, I'm super high on him, right? Maybe too much, right? Uh, if you look at Terrence Crawford, right? Like, the PBC guys, they don't. One, uh, Spence is hurt, so that that might not happen next year, no matter what. Uh, the other, the only other guy is uh, what's the other one to wait? The Chaparito, uh, the one that fought uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Sean Porter, right? Those are two guys, right? They, they on, oh, on, yeah. on for <laughs> Terrence Crawford we're talking about. Okay? Well, say that meet is, and right. uh, Regis Porter, but they're junior welterweights. Now they're not even they're not even stepped up to welterweight. I'm thinking the biggest fight for Terrence Crawford next year is going to be Virgil. You know, that's what I'm thinking. Sometime late late next year, if, if Golden Boy wants to make him a champion, who oh, who else can they they put match him up against? You know, I know I wouldn't it's do a it. tough fight. I I, I wouldn't do it I would. if I was Golden Boy. I'd hold that off, man, with with Virgil. You know, and and I think because he's still growing, he's still you know, I I always believe this is the thing. I know like fans always want to rush a fight, but sometimes my opinion is allow the guy to fully develop. You know, um, my my question is this though: with with Ortiz Jr., is he has he hit his prime yet? That's my my question. You know, I think that's that. I think I think really honestly, Golden Boy. In the beginning, when they started off, uh, you know, uh, back in what, 2007, 2006, right? Um, they were so young in the game that they used to rush their guys so quick, and, and it, they, it fell apart. I think now that they finally yeah. have gotten, you know what I mean? I think finally now they've I gotten. They, they ruined, uh, yeah. they I remember they ruined that guy. Remember yeah. Remember Scobello? He was supposed to be a stud, and they ruined him, man. They matched him. 
they matched him too early, too tough. You're right, man. I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. And I think they finally got – they finally understand the business more, you know, because, look, I've been doing a podcast for, what, eight, going nine years, YouTube, ten years, whatever, right? Now, I could talk a good game, but putting on an event together or managing a fighter or even training a fighter, it's a different ball game until you're in the mix, until you get in there and really get your your hands in the mud or in the cement like what you do, it, you know, because anybody can look at your job and go like, oh, man, you know, this guy's as poor as man or he's doing this, you know, blah, blah, blah. I mean, people look at what I do for a living like, oh, you push dance to me. How hard could that be? I watch it on YouTube. But until you actually get hands on, it's a completely completely different ball game. And I think with Virgil Ortiz Jr., I think what they have to do with him is slowly build him into a star, not try to force him being a star. I think a lot of promoters are, are, are starting to wake up just a bit because remember when Oscar exited out and, and, and Floyd was really at the kind of, I mean, he's saying he can do a comeback, but um, really at the end, and same thing with Pacquiao, everybody was in a panic. Right, and it happens every ten years that when the big money guy is is ready to exit out the door, everybody goes back in this panic and they're looking for another guy that's going to pick up the bill and continue this running the sport through another decade. You know, I think we're now back into reality, which is we need to build our fighters. You know, uh, Henry Ramirez threw up a really good thread on uh, on Twitter. And he was in his thing, which I had mentioned here on the show before. I was like, why are we such a rush for signing these kids at 17, 18 years old? You know, why are we such a rush to push these kids in the face of fans? Why are we not allowing these guys to develop? Why are we ruining them? You know, we're not getting the chance to see these, these kids become who we hope they will be. You know, uh, I'll give you a good example. The kid from uh, Stockton, man, uh, Gabriel uh, Flores. You know, there's so much pressure on that kid to be great that that I don't think we're going to have a chance to see how good he's going to be because right now we're we're watching him at a, such a development on 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 such a, a, a you know high platform that people are being turned off by him. They're saying, oh, he's got no punchy power. He don't have this. He hasn't even grown into his man strength yet. Yep. And, and we got all these expectations yep. on him. You know. I say allow these kids to develop. Jose Benavides is another kid, junior, another kid. Signed him early, 18, and guess what? Never got to see the full potential. Eddie Gomez, whatever happened to the Pep Bull? Another kid. Didn't fully get developed, and he just kind of just rolled out of the sunset, and you don't even hear about him. How old is Virgil? How old is Virgil anyways? Like, that. The, the, the he's team is that, like you're right. He's not ready. He's not ready for Terrence Crawford, but if there was like a weak uh, title holder, he'd be ready for that. I think by the end of the year. But there isn't any, huh? There's, there's no. Uh, Spence got two belts. Uh, Crawford has one. I'm not sure who has the other one, but you know, it's, just, it's really loaded at the welterweight division. But I just think Virgil's right. If there was like a, a weak title holder at, at welterweight, I think he'd be ready for it by the end of the year, man. But there yeah. isn't any. Oh. No, I was going to definitely say it. If there is a weak title holder, you go after him. You know, the, the thing, though, is that is Virgil – there's two things. Is he ready? We're going to find out tonight how ready he is. I mean, it, I'll tell you what. If he blows out Solomon, who's got a good solid record. He's like, what, 28 wins? Let me see. I got it right here. He's got 28 wins, one loss, okay? 
He don't have a whole lot of punching power. He's got nine KOs under his belt. But if, if Ortiz can go out there and make a huge statement, then I think the next step would be for Golden Boy to look for a title for him, you know, to get him, you know, to get him in the door. Um, possibly, possibly, if, if Spence, who's, who's uh, been rumored to make a comeback late in 2020, doesn't get with Danny Garcia, who Danny's going to be getting with, uh, well, I forgot who the kid he's going to step in with. Um, Red Catch? Red Catch? Red Catch? Or Red Cock? Or there you go. Yeah. Ivan Red yeah, Catch? Yeah, he's going to do with him. So, I mean... If 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 you think Golden Boy would do business with the PBC though, do you think Golden Boy would do business with the PBC though? Yeah, have they done any business? I don't see why not? They've done it before. You know, I mean, they Recently? had Danny Jacobs versus uh, Canelo. You know what I mean? At the at the I think if Golden Boy with, with the PBC. I don't work with other folks. Huh? Yeah. Well, we'll see. Okay, no, yeah. I'm excited. Hey, David, I'll be listening in, dude. My concrete too, bro. Go ahead and put me on mute if you want, man. I'll listen to the next show, bro. Okay, sounds good, man. Thanks for calling in. So, again, guys, everybody keeps saying, would PBC play with, with Top Rank or with Golden Boy? I don't, I don't know how many times we got to mention this to, to everybody. Um, you know, uh, uh, yeah, he will. You know, he definitely, he definitely will because he's done it before. I end up clicking on Block Talk for a moment here by accident. You know, um, I got to call back in. Shit. Sorry, guys. If you guys are tuning in, I got to call back in here because I end up clicking off by accident. I was actually trying to switch over my screens. And, uh, oh, no, I didn't. Okay, perfect. Oh, see, my bad. There you go. Anyways, all right, let's get back to what we're talking about. If you guys want to call, you certainly can. 347-205-798. I'll be here for about another 15, maybe 20 minutes to talk boxing with you guys. Again, I'm very excited about Virgil Ortiz Jr., which we didn't even touch on on our Monday show because of all the calls that were calling in about uh, Andy Ruiz Jr., who had lost his titles back to Anthony Joshua. If you guys didn't catch that, go back and uh, tune in and listen to me and my co-hosts how we break it down, and kind of our disappointment about Andy Ruiz, man. Now, Andy Ruiz has tweeted out on his uh, Instagram how he's going to come back stronger. He's going to get the titles back. You know, uh, wish him all the luck because, again, I'll say it, Andy Ruiz, when, when ready to go, he's ready to go. It's just the motivation. It's the Riddick bow in the kid, right? You know, uh, uh, they just, they got all the talent to, 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 to be there, but they're the only ones that can get themselves there. And the trainer can only do so much. Manny Rubio's did a fantastic job with them for the first time. But, you know, when you don't listen to your trainer, you get the end result of what Andy Ruiz got on his, uh, his, on his rematch against, you know, uh, Anthony Joshua. All kudos to Anthony Joshua. You know, so, so again, I'm excited about Virgil Ortiz Jr. Uh, I'm picking him for a unanimous decision. But if he blows out uh, Solomon in, 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 what, in mid-round, I think that's a huge statement. I don't know what you guys think, but I, I think that's a massive, massive statement for a 21-year-old welterweight to come around. Being old, he's being an old champion. He's being, a, 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 you know, Antonio um, Resentless Orozco, um, which Orozco has proven that he's tough as nails. 
uh, and, and, and Ortiz has just been going through these guys. I mean, he's got a record of 14 wins, 14 KOs. Very exciting fighter. He actually embodies everything that you would want in a young, young fighter that steps into the ring. So Solomon's got to prove himself. Like I said, these guys was uh, those folks that were really high on him. He had his one loss. His chance to go in there and say, hey, I'm here still for you guys to write and talk about. Same thing with Jojo Diaz. Like I said, this is a great grudge match. Uh, there's no, you know what? There's no shame to losing to Gary Russell, who only fights once a year. Or is there shame of losing to Gary Russell, who only fights once a year? That's, that's the question. So Jojo apologized for his performance because he really didn't look like he looked, you know, like he had no game plan. When he fought Gary Russell, and he's going to have to have a game plan with Farmer because whether you, whatever you guys think about Farmer, about no punching power, that kid does come to fight. You know, um, there are fans that really do like his style, and and he does he does engage. He's not a guy that's going to shy away and not want to trade with you. You know, um, for a guy that doesn't have much punching power, he's willing to eat some leather to land his shots. So I think that's what makes this fight even even more fun to tune in and watch, which will be on January 30th. Okay, I'll give you some news and notes really quick about the show. Uh, we are going to do, I've been getting a lot of emails about, hey, are you guys going to do an end-of-the-year show? Oh, you know, because, you know, obviously I've been a hiatus and all that, but I'm fully back. Got a great team. Um, I, they really have sparked up my, my um, you know, just got me going again. You know what I mean? Like, I'm excited about talking boxing. So we are going to do an end-of-the-year end show uh, some of the topics that we're going to bring up is uh, is going to be uh, fight of the year, round of the year, most embarrassing moment in boxing, uh, biggest boxing event, um, a bunch of stuff, you know, that we're going to bring up. So if you guys have any, 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 anything they want to add to that list, you can send it to us at leaveandring at gmail.com. If you got a fight you want us to talk about, email us at leaveandring@gmail.com. Uh, uh, and again, guys, we're, we're on every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific and 7 p.m. Eastern time. And the call-in number is, is the same number we've had for over eight years, which is 347-215-7598. Again, everybody that downloads our podcast, man, we are great for, grateful for it. Um, but, you know, if you want to listen to us, you can, you know, at work is podcast. But if you want to get home and crack open a beer and watch the show, it's on YouTube live stream. We are working on other shows to develop that we could put on YouTube, uh, which I think a lot of you guys are going to love. Um, it's ideas that I've been wanting to do for quite some time. And now that I got Kenny, who's our producer, uh, we're going to be able to really fulfill those dreams that I've had for a long time that I want, I've been wanting to put on, on YouTube, not just on our podcast, but on YouTube. Um, again, Everybody, thanks for tuning in. This is your host, Dave Duenas, 97 Rough. Go to our YouTube channel, which is uh, uh, Leave It in the Ring, or type in 97 Rough, because we changed it. It was 97 Rough, because that was originally the YouTube channel name, uh, but we changed it to Leave It in the Ring, so it's easier for you guys to find. And uh, again, call in Monday night at 4 p.m., uh, 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 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And we are going to have the end of the year uh, award show here on Leaving the Ring. Again, guys, have a great, great, great Friday. Ladies and gentlemen, Thomas and Caballeros. Leaving in the ring.